Hey y'all, have you ever felt super expanded and then suddenly rejected? How did that feel? We're going to explore some of that today on the show. Join us. Let's hear what we have in common. Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey everyone, welcome to the Holy Fuck Podcast. Hey Krista. Hey Catherine, what's a happening? Oh, oh, everything's a happening. <laughs> Life is so crazy right now. It is. It feels really big and crazy. And that the funny, well, it's not funny, but the thing I keep thinking about is like the world seems so big and yet all the same little issues in life still keep happening. Yeah, Krista, I was just thinking about how what's going on in the world is always mirrored in what's going on in my life and Mm -hmm. how sometimes when you and I talk, I'm always surprised at how the micro of what we're working with it seems like it's reflected out in the world, in the macro of what we're dealing with as a society. All of the feelings that are coming up for people right now, rejection and anger and upset and hurting and all that. All we have to do is take a deep breath sometimes and turn around and they're all right there for us too. So today Mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about the microcosm of our (laughs) lives, which we do but also how that relates to the macrocosm of what's going on in our world and protection and safety. and Well, I even like what you just said, because, you know, the microcosm of my world, as I showed up today to do the podcast and was sharing what was happening for me, it's that exact thing. It was just like, you were like, well, that, I had that same experience. So even my macrocosm was reflected in what's happening in your life right now. And there's so many similarities and find that fascinating. It is fascinating. We'll get into that. Um, As we talk, Krista's going to take us on her journey first today. (laughs) Um, But I I do think that it's the big question is, does it start with us or does it start outside us? And Mm. uh, we have a very clear answer, I believe. And so I think that one of the reasons that is easy for us to process and carry on (laughs) together as we talk is that for both of us, And spiritual psychology in general, it starts where we are, and then we we look out in the world and see it reflected back to us. So the first place of influence that we have is right here in our lives. So we're going to be talking to you about some very (laughs) personal moments right here in our lives today. Um, So get on board, put your seatbelt on, and take it away, Krista. Oh, my gosh. Well, I... um Woke up this morning and I just had this huge smile on my face. And Mr. Right here, right now, was deliciously all wrapped around oh, me. Oh, don't you be just... stealing Mr. Delicious from me? <laughs> Did I say Mr. Delicious? You said he was deliciously wrapped around me. Oh. So I'm like, hey, be careful now. <laughs> well, sexily wrapped around me. Let's okay, we'll put it that way. Um, and I was having this moment of being really present and almost even reflecting on the name that I gave him, Mr. Right Here, Right Now, because although that was the initial name given him, 
we're, you know, six months in and it feels like the healthiest, most grounded, easiest, peaceful relationship I've had in a very long time. And so I'm, mm. I am seeing this parallel in that because I've named him Mr. Right Here, Right Now, and I'm keeping that as very much my focus and it really enjoying right here, right now, it's helping me not to go into a past pattern of projecting out into the future and dream building and all that stuff. And it's helping me to really look at what moment am I having in this, like right now and appreciate it. So I'm laying in bed this morning and like, so how did that go this morning? (laughs) Well, (laughs) it started like, just like, like this deep smile and this deep sense of peace and, um, almost like I was disappearing into him a bit. So it was this really blissful, delicious moment. And there was nothing sexual happening. It was just this feeling very safe and held and happy. And there was no moment of upset within me, which is rare. No. <laughs> you know, because there's always these little niggles inside. And I was just having this brief moment in time where everything felt blissful. And then I got a little more open with that feeling and was expressing that to Mr. Right here, right now. Like, oh, this just feels so good. I'm just really appreciating us in the moment and appreciating like how this feels. And I'm I'm so happy. And it's been a long time where I felt just really happy for no kind of reason. And um, then we laid there a little bit longer and and then things start amping up a little bit and um, starts getting a little bit sexy and I'm moving into the openness of it. Like, yeah, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden I went one step, to, maybe too far. And I was like taking the sexual experience to like the next level. And he kind of just did this little laugh. I was like, oh my God, I can't right now. I got to go to work. And it was like the jail cell went around me like the walls just came down this my whole face body just flooded with like adrenaline and and he was still kind of laughing and teasing and kind of like flipped me up and around and like held me and but I put my face down in the pillow because I could feel like the tears coming up and I didn't want him to see it because I'm like okay this is ridiculous we've just been having this like amazing moment together and I'm going to cry about it. Like, I I mean, it was like, I knew something inside of me was not acting rationally or feeling rational. And um, so what happened is he didn't know that I was really upset, but I quickly exited uh, the bed because I was like, I don't want to cry. I don't, I don't want to let this feeling like out yet because I don't know, it it felt like an overreaction. And and I knew that he wasn't rejecting me, but that's literally what it felt like. And it felt like maybe it really was like the first time where I felt like he had rejected me. And to his benefit, it was like he had said, oh, we'll have to do that tonight. Or, you know, he was keeping the door open. He wasn't shutting me down. It was just, you know, time to go to work. So I kind of got busy like, okay, I'm just going to go make coffee. But I could feel myself inside sh- shutting down. And withdrawing my energy from him. And he kept coming back up to me and like hugging me and saying all these sweet things and continuing to be really open with me. And I felt myself going like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like I could just feel this like 
I wish you guys could see Krista's face. I know. It's like all pinched looking. Pinched. <laughs> I can, That's a it's great pinched. word. It's pinched. Yeah. It's pinched. And it was this disapproving, I'm going to, oh, you're going to do that to me? I'm going to now do this to you. And I could hear the dialogue starting in my head of like, oh, I'm not going to text him today. Um, if he wants to talk to me, he can text me. And if he wants to see me tonight, he could reach out. It was just like this steamroll went. And... I knew it was all a story, but it was still coming up. So, like, mentally, you could see there was a story happening. And emotionally, though, the story was already affecting you. So it's like Mm -hmm. you couldn't quite get it to stop, even though you could see that it was a story. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because the adrenaline's running. The tears are sitting in the base of my throat. That's a really good point. Remember that adrenaline, once it hits your body, is not something you can ignore. You know, it's like you got to go shake it out. So, yeah, because this is five hours later, and I still feel it. I I still feel the the. There's a part of shame in there somehow, or Mm -hmm. like from the rejection. Like you were vulnerable, and then you were rejected, and you should never have been vulnerable. I mean, there's definitely something in like. I felt so big and expanded toward him, and so loving toward him, and loving for myself in that moment, and loving for where I was in how I was feeling about my life, almost like this feeling of pride of like, ah, I've made it. This is what happiness feels like. You know, there was this momentary, like allowing myself to feel fully feel that joy and happiness. And then that one little boop happened and it just like went, it just entered into my entire being. And I think that if I wasn't in that open space, like, Say he had just gotten home from work and we were just cooking dinner and doing all that thing. And maybe I'd made a sexual advance at him and he giggled it off and said he had to go make a phone call. I don't think it would have hurt my feelings or would have embarrassed me in the same way. You know, Krista, that's a really tricky thing. I'm, I am curious about that because it seems like. So what you're saying is that you were very open and expanded. And you felt super full and happy in that place. So I would imagine that that place would be resilient. But what I think you're saying is that's a new place for you. So Mm -hmm. you were kind of expanded beyond what you're used to. So some way, I'm curious if any part of you thinks that you did that, went from the blissful experience into your kind of sexual expression in order to control the expansion feelings. Like, let me just bring this down a notch and physicalize it (laughs) Uh um, because I can control that. I know how to, I'm in charge of that. I know how to do that. I can pleasure him, you know, Mm -hmm. is that, is that a possibility do you think? Well, I love what you just said about if I was really expanded like that, I should, you would think I'd be more resilient because you're right. Like when I'm feeling confident and secure and all that, uh, a seeming rejection shouldn't get under my skin at all. So I think you're right in saying that I was kind of hitting my upper limit of happiness level that I can be comfortable with or... um, Well, one thing to consider, Krista, Krista, is calling it like expansion because sometimes I can feel that in my chest. Mm -hmm. Like when you take a breath into the word expansion, you can feel something opening up and you get to a point where you're like, okay, that's enough. And you kind of bring it down. 
Well, I think in my, me expanding, and the other interesting thing that I had said to him was that like, oh, I'm just happy like right here. Like, like we don't have to do anything to make me happy. It's not about the future. And, and, I, and in that moment, I truly believed that. But as I fell into that feeling and how good it felt, all of a sudden, I think subcon- unconsciously, it's like I might have gone into, oh, maybe I'll go the extra mile with this sexual pleasure to make sure <laughs> he doesn't leave or, you know, something like yeah, that. Keep it, him it was here, right? To keep him here. Yeah. To keep, to keep this happiness. Cause now I've got a taste of it and now I got to keep it. Whereas the true happiness came from the freedom of not needing to contain it or to keep it. Exactly. So it's this strange, like opposite that's happening within my head. It's like, I'm happy cause we're free in our love. And yet the minute I sense that and uh, like am aware of it. All of a sudden I went into trying to own it. Yeah. And, and that's really great. Cause actually I think in some ways you were trying to disown it. Like you were so expanded in the space with him. Like you mm-hmm. guys were so out in the field of loving and it was just so present and it just got to be too big. And it was like, well, let me just, let me just do something human here. Um, because that field is so the edges of consciousness, the edges of enlightenment, the places we start touching through to the other side, right? And I could feel that because my could when I was saying earlier that my body was kind of disappearing and to me. Boundaries, that's right. Yeah, it's like the the physical boundary of my body was disappearing into his, which is this. It's where in the past I've felt really blissful. Yeah, it's ecstatic, right? It's an ecstatic yeah. experience of, of oneness because you're bringing these two what we call for, like bodies mm-hmm. together and they become one. And then the next thing your brain does is, <laughs> let me grab a hold of it, which means it's now two again because you're grabbing hold of it, right? Right. And so I just like, he has no idea right now that I'm having this experience around. The, I mean, he might have a little bit of an idea, but he doesn't have any clue that it was to the point where there was tears involved. I think he would be pretty shocked because again, he didn't really, he was not rejecting me, but it's amazing how my brain immediately went to that. And then immediately went to the, the punishment place of I'm, Oh, you think you can do that? Look what I'm going to do to you now. And I'm not going to, I'm cause I'm very aware that that conscious I'm conscious but I can see that it wants to. It's like it's like this wild woman inside who wants to come out and claw at him. And I have I can see myself just like pulling her back by the ponytail, like, come back here. <laughs> well, what I saw instead was you actually reaching out and putting your arms around her so mm-hmm. that she could relax back into that space because you grab her by the ponytail, she's gonna punch you. <laughs> and she's gonna go running and she's gonna do something stupid to him. So just consider that I, my sense was when you said that, I was like, oh, she's reaching out and pulling her back in because she's gotten separated from, from the wild mm-hmm. one, which is fine. You get to have a wild one. I want a wild one. Yeah. You know, I think, um, and I think one of the complexities of the situation that we haven't introduced that um, is also true is that it actually started last night. Yeah. And there was a way in which that fed what happened today. And this is what's so, this is what's so tricky. And working with um, Katie Hendricks, she says, she'll often say, what happened just before? Mm. Just before the awareness 
that you threw a monkey wrench into things. There can be more than one of those just befores that set up the biggest one to come down the pike the next morning. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, and what's interesting in that is that the minute you say what comes before, I think people's initial reaction is, oh, something bad must have happened Mm. to, to set it off. Right. And it's actually something really beautiful was happening. So yeah. last night, like, we'd cooked dinner, we'd had this great night, and I could tell he was really tired, and he just, like, came upstairs and, like, completely just spent the next hour of his life pleasuring me for no other reason than And he was enjoying me. it. <laughs> and he was enjoying it. That's a thing. And... I think that then today when I woke up, I was in kind of a, let me reciprocate mode in a way of like, oh, I received so much last night. What can I do for him? Or now it's his turn. And although it was, I thought at the time coming from a, um, so it wasn't, consciously doing it as a like an act of manipulation it was really I thought oh he just gave so much to me last night that I want to kind of like do the same for him and send him off to work for his day with that same feeling and that might have been maybe my original intention and so when it was super sweet between us and going like when it was in the flow I think I still had that energy and then I think once I got into that expanded big loving feeling, it might have flipped into fear of losing that. Mm-hmm. And so then the the wanting to just give to make him feel that pure joy might have started to have an element of, yes, I want to give him pleasure and joy, and I want to make sure I keep him. Yeah, yeah, that's really... And if I, if I send him out the door happy, he'll come back. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I thing. hate that. I know, yuck, <laughs> I hate that too. It's such a manipulation. And here's mm-hmm. the sort of spiritual piece of that is that, you know, when we're in that field super connected, there is, there's like, we're, we're one, like we were talking about. We're, we've made this step across whatever boundary it is that we're two people and we've become mm-hmm. one. We've let those boundaries go. Any thought that there's another person or that there's something to do, or that there's a judgment like he might not love me, might not come back, or anything splits the field back out into Mm -hmm. two. And then we're back into fight, flight, fear, faint, all those things that are, that change the consciousness. And, and it's like we fall, it's like we, it's like we're a fallen angel, like we fall to earth, and like we hit really hard. And it's like, ow, I feel rejected, ow. And that's why, when I said to you, are you sure you were still in that high space? Mm-hmm. Because that high space is uninterruptible until we right. interrupt it with our right. thoughts and judgments, right? And so the minute unconsciously I'm doing it as a manipulation, he, he can sense that on an energetic right. level. And then it's, uh, got to go to work. Right. And, and it so looks I so am innocent, the- right? It looks mm-hmm. so innocent. Yeah. And going back to the point of, Am I the cause or am I the effect? And it's like so important. We're all to me, and I think in your belief system, we are always at the cause. So that is it's, the point of this. It started last <laughs> night. You know, it's like the cause was 
maybe I had a hard time receiving all of that pleasure last night or that gift or that, I don't know. Like, and so what it made me do is I then the, this morning maybe had an element of needing to reciprocate to, to maintain the love or to make sure he's still you know, feels valued enough to, to come home or, you know, it's like the mental game started. So it's the cause is me doubting the love or getting it going into fear around losing the love. Right. Because what we were talking about before is when you're at the cause, you're the one who interrupts what's happening. So the mm-hmm. loving field is super present. You can feel it everywhere. Your thought of limitation, scarcity, whatever you want to call it, fear of some kind of losing something is what breaks, mm-hmm. breaks that. And so you, what's so great about this is that all you have to do is step back in. Now, how do you Which is the choice in? for tonight. Like right. that's the, what I have to come up against tonight. Cause it's like, I'm still having my adrenaline running through and I know that it's all crazy monkey mind happening. So I need to figure out how to settle myself and continue expanding and continue continue to open to the love. Because last night, full open heart love. This morning, full open heart love. I changed that energy the minute Something. I allowed fear or grasping or you know fear of lo- loss when I and, allowed that to come in. Right. And just remembering that all of it is fear. Like it, it mm-hmm. might not look like fear. Like stress is fear, anxiety is fear, scarcity is fear. You know, all of it means that you've stepped outside what we call the field of loving. So what I'm going to just enter into this conversation here because yes. it's so interesting, this. Uh, as we got together today, and Chris and I sort of, we briefly go over the topic and then we come back to it. Um, the, the most amazing thing about our topic today is that Chris and I were both in a very, very similar experience in the last 12 hours. I felt like my partner, Mr. Delicious, um, had given me a very big gift last night physically, and it felt very loving. And I was experiencing him as just completely, even though he was tired, completely giving to me. Hmm. And I had had the experience of falling asleep with that sort of feeling like, oh, I had received all this. And then this morning, I, I just think it's Amazing. I wish we could go out in the world and take a poll of how many people had this experience (laughs) this morning, like if it was a universal download. But we had the same place where we came together this morning in a very loving, blissful. And Mm -hmm. I remember saying to him, I had the sense in my body as I was laying with him in the space of exhaustion, of this, I, this place where I had worked so hard and tried so hard to be good or to be right or to be mm-hmm. love, even just to be loving so that we could create this kind of space, there was a place in me which just had to acknowledge how exhausted I felt from all that effort now that I felt completely held in this beautiful space of loving. And it was just so great to have him be able to hold that space for me while I was acknowledging that it was really me that was holding that space for me. Like mm-hmm. I was present. I was opening myself. We were coming together in that moment in a wholeness that is outside of trying or figuring it out or anything else that opened me to this sense of how hard I've been trying, how hard I try to be a good person. Who else doesn't, you know, who doesn't recognize that, right? 
in our relationships, we're always trying to make sure that everybody's happy and things are flowing and have I done my part and am I participating enough, you know, and to have it just start flowing without that, any of that just really underlined for me the sense of, God, I get so tired sometimes of trying to do this right. And so I was so also aware of this sort of quiet, blissful, gentle place and I, I didn't know this, but it was something that he said to me later after we were sort of recovering from a little bit of a breakdown, was that I approached him. I leaned in sexually first, which I thought was so amazing that both of us did that. Mm-hmm. And at first, I would never have said, hmm, I wonder mm-hmm. what I was up to. Right. But when... He said to me, were you really available? Were you really doing that from a place where you were super available? Or were you doing that from something else? And Mm. then to have you reflect that to me also, which is another thing that our beautiful universe will provide for us is mirrors. (laughs) And to have you, it's really like, no, I actually have to take responsibility for the fact that some part of me was, was topping out at he's done enough for me, this isn't fair, I owe him something. Not like, not from a bad place. Like I was super happy to be to be giving it. I felt, as you did, um, in a really beautiful open space about sharing myself. There wasn't any like bargaining going on. But right. the most deep level, there was a tiny bit of I should, or whatever. And so I broke the field, right? I broke mm-hmm. the field just in much the same way that you did, inviting him in. And then it started to go wonky because the field was already broken. So I got reflected back to me, oh, this, you know, this isn't, this isn't going quite right. Or, you know, and then he had the experience of being rejected, which is just the only thing that's different, but doesn't matter about (laughs) these two situations. And I, I at first was, was like, Oh, don't break this field. It's so beautiful. Don't mess it up. And then I realized, I think that was me. I'm at cause. I'm at cause. And are we breaking the field or are we, is it what you're talking about where we hit that kind of our, level of being comfortable and so we the field breaks but it's ultimately because it's breaking up to be a bigger field well i think that's what's going to happen once we're through the whole experience is the field's going to open more and and you know everyone can feel this in their body if you think about it like think about like on a roller coaster or something that you can't get off when you have that experience of something expanding inside you and it feels scary but then it feels so good and it's like wow this is amazing. But if we can get off, if we can mess it up, we, we might very well do that. <laughs> and sometimes that's, that's actually good. Like we learn, okay, that was my edge. And we learn how to experience the feelings and breathe into them so that then we can actually expand without having a breakdown in the middle. Right. But both of us today, you and I, seems to, seem to have made the choice <laughs> To we needed to bring the energy down. And, you know, uh, Gay Hendricks always talks about it, calls it an upper limit. Mm-hmm. It's when you've hit the outside edge of your comfort zone. But if you do it with consciousness, if you can get present as fast as you can, the next conversation 
that Mr. Delicious and I were able to have was examining what happened and noticing the effect. Mm -hmm. So not this happened to us. Oh, I created this. Then he did this. Then this went to here. (laughs) Then it started to just dissolve. And yours went one way sort of into a punishment thing. Mine just drifted into a space where he was feeling rejected and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then we were sort of trying to fix that. Right. And where we left our heroine Krista (laughs) in her story was, what am I going to do by the time he gets home tonight? Like, how are we going to get rid of this adrenaline, right? How are we going to make a change? And what... For me, what it has to do with and is going to also happen in my household is there I have to take responsibility and then let go of what the story, right? We both know the story's still in there. So we mm-hmm. both have to let the story go of owing something or wanting to keep someone or that they're separate from us or whatever your story right. is. So we work inside ourselves to return ourselves to our own loving. And then we talk about that, right, from a place of presence with, with our partners. Right. I mean, I'm just thinking of these two men and what a gift they have been to you mm-hmm. and me for so helping much. us expand in our loving. And part of it... Part of my challenge is that because I'm never going to have that sense of ownership with Mr. Right here, right now, and yet I'm investing in it in a way that I don't think I've ever invested in another relationship, and I'm investing in something without a potential, like without a potential outcome. Yeah, right. and that's really scary, and I think that. That's where my edge keeps getting bumped up to. And he just keeps requiring me to expand. Because every time I hit my edge, he's like, what's the problem? We're happy. What's the problem? And like, and he just keeps having me step through these barriers that I've put up, you know, out of protection. Right. And so, you know, it's not about him rejecting me today. It's more about underneath. I still have that desire to keep him, to take away his freedom, to make him mine, to own him in some way, so that I'll know that I'm safe and secure. Yeah. And, and so what the- I do is then I go the extra mile sexually, or I go the extra thing, or I'm, you know, I do those steps unconsciously to maintain it. So it's not the rejection. It's not even that I was trying to maintain the relationship. It's going deeper and going, oh, I'm still trying to get some type of, gain some type of information that he's going to stay or that I'm going to be safe or that this is going to last. Would the word reassurance fit for you? Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm seeking like constant validation and reassurance that, you know, he's, that it's going to be long-term yeah, or that it's going to be there. And it's like needing that reassurance from him. He literally will not give it to me. He will never give that to me. And it's actually the thing that's allowing us to also be, to experience the relationship as we're experiencing it. So it's this like thing Mm -hmm. of like, I'm the most happy I've been in relationship 
and yet it's not coming in the any type of form that I want or think I want. Right, it's not a form because you want a form, and the form is Thanks. actually possibly, in your case, the wrong thing for you because it closes down the experience of loving, just like you did this morning. Like, mm-hmm. So, interestingly enough, Mr. Delicious and I are in a place where we have been up and down and in and out of this commitment idea. Mm-hmm. And while it feels like that is the reality of what's happening, I've never been so sure that I don't want a commitment that isn't 100% from both sides. Right. And so that feels different because in the past, I would have taken the, well, let's just say I did, took a commitment that wasn't 100% from either myself or the other person because we were locking down safety, Mm -hmm. locking down parenting, we were locking down lifestyle, we were locking down all sorts of stuff. So the freedom that you have is also strangely showing up for me because I'm so committed to making sure that I'm not doing that again, Mm -hmm. that I keep pressing against this thing like, is this thing because we're trying to find safety or is it because we're exploring love? And I think both of us are having this amazing experience and we offer this to our audience. What is it that you can do that basically destabilizes you so that you can experience more love. Isn't that a crazy question? It makes you more present. It makes you more alive. It makes you more passionate and excited about your life when you're destabilizing the commitment on some level because you're making a commitment to love instead of a commitment to another person. Right. And so the interesting thing is like, you just said something about safety. It's like, I'm trying to create my safety by locking him down and he's trying to create his own safety by maintaining his freedom. Right. And if we can both find a way to, you know, not sacrifice for each other, but find a way to accommodate and give each other enough of those feelings, then we actually both feel safe to just be happy and to enjoy what we're having. Cause the yeah. minute, I mean, when we're in the field, there's no reason that any, either one of us is going to go anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. When I get too needy, he feels his freedom being taken away, and then he literally has to run in order to feel safe. Yes, we've, and we've then it, this. the minute he's yeah. running, I feel unsafe. So it's this like dovetailing thing, and so I see that what we're both working through is, and we've had the the talk in the last couple of weeks of like, should we call it? Should we end the relationship because he needs it one way and I want it another way? And what we came back to is neither one of us want to lose each other. How can we how can we accommodate each other and give the other person what they need? And, and it's going to take both of us expanding yes. into uncomfortable territory. He's going to have that. to come in a little closer than he wants to necessarily come in. And I'm going to have to breathe a little deeper than I want to breathe. I love that. And Perfect. the outcome is that we have a morning like this morning where it's complete bliss because those guards were down. Exactly. If I tonight come in with my, ah, I got to keep you, it will trigger his stuff and then we're out of the field. And you guys, from what we talked about last week in our podcast about really honoring yourself, one of the things that we're really aware of in these partnerships that are 
coming together differently than maybe they would have in the past is the most important thing is that each person is honored or you don't stay with the other person if you can't honor them. So if he can't honor your need for some safety or Mm -hmm. if you can't honor his need for lots of freedom, somehow Mm -hmm. this is not going to work for you eventually. Like even if it's perfect right now, it's not going to last. But if those things can come together because you care so much about each other and you go back to the we decide, you know, I'm clear Mm -hmm. about this, I'm clear about this, so what are we going to decide together and we just mm-hmm. ran Alison Armstrong's, um, we ran a rerun of Alison Armstrong from season two just a couple of weeks ago. So if you didn't catch it, grab it. Because this is where she talks about this dynamic of deciding together what it is the reality that you have that it's creating. And can you be with it or do you need to make a different decision? But you make those decisions together because you have such love and caring for each other. Yeah, so like in that moment where we were, well, it was more like I was doing an I decide. I don't think I can do this because you're never going to do this, and I need this, and this is my needs, my needs, and I know you're never going to be able to do that. And so he just kept looking at me like, are you ending it? Are you ending it? Are you ending it? And I was like having to take a deep breath, and he was just, and I didn't answer because I didn't know what my I didn't know how to stay in my integrity with what I needed and I didn't have the answer. Mm-hmm. And he came back the next day after a, a lot of thinking and was just like, you know, he said I don't want this to end. This is all really good. I still want to, you know, be in this with you. You know, and he's like and I don't have the answer, but can we just continue creating what we're creating, knowing that the answer will come. And I was like, okay. And it was this moment of expansion. Can I just breathe into it? Because the reality is he's showing up, he's treating me kindly, he's doing all these amazing things for me, and it's only when I go into my fear of, I think the fear is, it's so good, I'm afraid to lose it. How Mm -hmm. will, like, it's so good. How will I ever get this back again if he leaves? You know, that type of thing. And so I, then I go into fear around it. I want to grab it. And then it's over. Then it's going to end. The well, the feeling ends. As soon as the feeling ends, it ends, right? And what's so great about this is that we're both having a chance to suspend the ideas that we had about how this is safe for us and to begin to expand into a field that we do need some safety. Women need safety, and then they can feel love. So you have to actually be able to feel it. But can your safety come from a different place? Can your safety come from an expanded place where you know your wholeness in your own loving, and you know that is sustainable? That is powerful. I have created something with this person that I created. We did it together, but I can do it again. Because I don't, you know, and and I also know how to fuck it up. (laughs) I also know. I can fuck that up in five seconds. (laughs) Yeah, I also know that if I shut it down or if I demand too much or, you know, whatever. So my job is to expand. His job is to expand and see if in that field there's a place where we'll meet. Like some weird way where the expansion makes you so big that you meet from a different angle than you ever expected to. So I think that going back to that point you made earlier about if I was totally in that fullness and wholeness of it, shouldn't I be able to, uh, you know, accommodate the 
the niggly feelings even better. And it's like, yes, we should. And so if we are expanding into this place, we should be able to withstand these lower vibration things that are popping up. And that's how you know it came from you. Because if you had been fully in that open space, if I had been, if if Mr. Delicious, if all of us had been in that fully open space, whatever happened wouldn't have derailed it. But because something has to happen first in our consciousness, it is happening here. We are at cause. We are the cause in what happens. And then we see the effect. So we both shut something down. We start either being pleasing or providing something that we're not really 100% present with. And then the whole thing starts unravel. So this is the beauty of this um, podcast today is the idea that we are responsible for creating fields of loving within us and around us and that we include other people. And when they break, we have to look really deeply. And I'm just going to pop the last thing in today, giving everybody a little taste of what's possible is that Krista asked the question earlier and we don't have time to go over it, but what do you do between now and tonight? Forgiveness, letting go forgiving myself for losing my way, forgiving Mm. Krista, forgiving herself for losing your way, for wanting to punish or for wanting to control. Can you forgive yourself and say, oh, I need something from myself and love yourself until you can let the story go and receive the person with open arms and definitely talk about it. Definitely say what happened. Definitely talk about your vulnerabilities because that's what we're in it for. We're in it to like yeah. get deep and feel what the vulnerabilities are. For sure. So yeah. if you've had work this to do. I got three hours before he gets home. <laughs> I know. I have my I'm right here right now. So um, we're both gonna do this and we'll do it from a place of sharing too, because the most powerful is to get vulnerable and share it and really explain and express what's happening. So I uh, hope y'all got something out of this today. We certainly did. <laughs> Kristen yeah, and I are coaching sure. each other back back and forth on this. And um, we love you. And it's great to be back for season three. three. We're so yeah. happy to be here with you. So remember what we always say? Spread, Spread the love. love. We love you. Thanks for checking Bye. in.